Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, and I am your host. And today's show is going to be about Vedic sciences. It's really cool because me being an Ayurvedic health practitioner, I always, always love to bring this information to all of you because I know a lot of you are not really familiar with it. And so today we're going to explore something just a little bit different, but I'm sure you will get a kick out of it. My guest today come with over 40 years of experience as practitioners and teachers of Vedic sciences. They are Michael and Robin Mastro, and they're considered to be authorities in helping people live more prosperous and abundant lives. Now, doesn't that just sound so yummy? Their work has been with individuals and corporate clients such as Microsoft, Boeing, Amazon, NASA, the World Bank, and Oracle, and they have helped thousands of people around the world live harmonious, stress-free lives, which is what Blissful Living is all about. So I would like to welcome Michael and Robin to the show. Welcome, you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. So excited to have you because when I talk about Ayurveda and the Vedic sciences, people who don't know about it get that deer-in-the-headlight look and, you know, like, what the heck is she talking about? But... Today, the listeners are going to get some enlightenment from you guys, and I just want to know, you guys, uh, how did you get into Vedic sciences? Just real quick, so you know people can get a little bit of background. How did you guys get into that? I first learned about uh, Vastu uh, from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in the late 60s, early 70s. I was a young architect, and uh I met him and began Transcendental Meditation at that time. And he asked me to design some uh, buildings in India, in Rishikesh, and uh, I had never heard of Vastu before. I just was fresh out of architecture school and just knew how to design pretty buildings, but I had no idea that buildings really could affect um, your consciousness, your uh, prosperity, your your relationships, health, and career. And so once I, I found out that there was definitely a connection between, you know, the space that you live in and work in and how you feel and how it affects your sleep and your health and everything else, I didn't want to design anything else. So it was a really great experience for me. And when I, after I learned about this science, um, I came back from India and I got to... Uh, the privilege of working on the design for the first Microsoft building. So I utilized all that knowledge that I gained, and uh, and then I designed some buildings for Boeing's as well. But mostly what Robin and I do is actually um, do what we call uh, corrections or a rectification for existing uh, homes and offices where, you know, you don't have to really change anything. We do something, some things at a very subtle level to shift the energy so it's not getting stuck and creating stress for people and it helps them um, live more productive and happier lives. So tell, um, so tell us now, what is Vastu Shastra? Vastu is an ancient architectural science 
that was written about in a body of knowledge called the Vedas, which is somewhere between seven to 10,000 years old. And it talks about um, how our environments, as Mike said, affect our consciousness. Vastu is part of the same sacred texts that yoga, meditation, um, the original astrology called Jyotish, Ayurveda, martial arts, they all come from this same body of knowledge called Atharveda. And just as yoga uh, helps you adjust the body to um, allow the flow of energy to move up and down the spine effortlessly, Vastu does that for the home. So we call Vastu yoga for the home. Oh, I like that. That's so yummy. And and those of you out there listening, if you know anything about um, yoga, you you know it's a sister science of Ayurveda. It's the physical aspect of um, Ayurveda. So if there's something that can make you have better energy in your home and make your environment more productive and less stressful for you, even though you don't even know that may be occurring, you probably want to listen up. And at this point in time, I'm just going to say, listeners, if you, you know, you can uh, pull out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, something to write with, because you may want to take notes about this. This may be very, very interesting to you, and it may in- include a lot of tips and things that you can do uh, within your own environment that can help ease some of the stress that you don't even know is existing because the way your environment is set up. So I just wanted to mention that to the listening audience. Now, with regards to that, is Vastu Sastra associated with any religious practice or any religion? I uh, know this. This is a science. It's really based on aligning your physical body and your your office or home uh, with two forces of nature, the positive magnetic energy that comes from the north and the positive solar energy that comes from the east. And when you align yourself with these forces of nature, it's, it's like swimming with the, the current of a stream instead of against it. it, it nature tends to support your career, your happiness, your uh, your health, etc. And you can align yourself with these forces of nature. So. It really isn't based on any kind of religion or anything like that. It's a, it's a really a science that was lost for many years and is now being revived just like a few years ago we didn't know anything about yoga and, and now, you know, it's it's common to all religions and uh and so yeah, it's it's, it's not a, not a religion, it's it's more of a science. And when you say it's like more of a science, what exactly do you mean by that? So it's it's not based on any religious teaching. It's based on this alignment of your physical body and your building to forces of nature, and uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, and 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 that positive magnetic energy that comes from the north, no matter where you are on the planet, and the positive solar energy that comes from the east, no matter where you are, where you are on the planet. These two forces of nature set up an electromagnetic grid system that covers the surface of the Earth. And you could think of them as uh, longitudinal and latitudinal lines. And just by aligning your body to that earthly grid system and your uh, your home, you, like I said, you can gain the support of nature. And, and there's a couple little tips that we can actually give your listeners. 
I have just something to interject because I think it'll just help flush out that that visual picture of what he's talking about. We are what I consider electromagnetic tuning forks. We have iron in our blood and our nervous system is electric. So when we do align our home and our environments, our workspaces with these forces of nature that Mike is talking about, we actually thrive. It's like we are plugging in to something that, that is different than if you didn't align it. And a lot of people have that experience of a uh, move into a, a house or uh, an apartment and their lives are going very well before then and all of a sudden everything becomes stressful and things start happening to them that they, you know, they can't account for. Their health gets worse, their relationships get worse, and there's reasons for that. There are very specific reasons for that, and Vastu addresses that. I mean, everybody's walked into a, a home or an office, and it just doesn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people might call that bad vibes, you know? But there's scientific reasoning for that. So Mike is going to continue with what he was talking about. And 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 Michael, can I ask you just to speak up just a little bit because you're you're kind of Robin, you're great, but Mike, you're just a, a little bit low, and I want to make sure that the audience can hear all the vital information that you're going to give to them. Yes, no problem. Uh, is this is this any better? Can you just a tiny one one more notch up? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Perfect. Okay, so I was. Just about to uh, talk about um, so a couple things that your listeners can do to align your uh, align themselves to these two forces of nature. Um, one was uh, talked about in a double blind study that was done um, about a year ago in in Delhi, India. They had a hundred kids with similar IQ study the same materials and take the same test and. Um, they divided them into four groups of 25, 25 face north, 25 face east, 25 face south, and 25 face west. And they all were hooked up to EEG machines while they were studying and taking this test. And what they found was very interesting. The kids that faced north and east did about 20% better on the test. Um, they were producing an alpha rhythm, which is a harmonic brain wave, and the kids that face south and west were producing a beta wave, which is a peaks and valleys, a chaotic brain wave. So they didn't have the same concentration or focus as the kids that face north and east. And another part of the study showed that the kids that face north did better on the left brain activity or the math part of the test. Something about that positive magnetic energy from the north supports the analytical part of our brain, that left brain. And then the kids that face east did better on the creative writing part of the test. So something about facing east, uh, that solar energy supports our right brain uh, creative aspect. So that's one thing your listeners can even just kind of experiment with. You know, uh, you can just be so much more productive. A lot of what we do is go into corporations like Microsoft and Oracle and Intel even they just have a, a little uh, cubicle, but even just shifting things a little, around a little bit so they face these these two directions, either or north or east, can make a huge difference in their productivity. Another thing that your listeners can try that, uh, to align themselves to these forces of nature is 
the direction they they face when they sleep. Oh, that's another- a good that's a good one because I was just going to ask you after you finished. I was going to ask you about that because I've heard some things about you know uh, the direction of how you sleep, how it can have an effect on. On, you know, on your energy and in your alignment and all that. So this is perfect because I'm really curious about that one. So go ahead, Michael. That I think that's beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, and there was another study done in um, Chennai um, recently. They had 50 patients in a hospital uh, recovering from similar surgery, and they divided them into two groups of 25. Uh, one group had their headboards to the south, their feet were pointing north, and the other group had their headboards to the north, uh, feet pointing south. And within a short period, like uh, about seven days, they found that the patients uh, with their heads to the north were having more complications with their recovery and they were not sleeping as well and, um, than the patients with their head that were to the south. And the reason for this is, is very simple. Um, we, as Robin was saying, are electromagnetic beings. Um, the, the positive polarity is in our head. And so if you sleep with your headboard to the north, feet pointing south, it's like bringing two positive ends of magnets together. That positive magnetic energy is always coming from the north, and you've got the positive polarity in the head. So when you bring two positive ends of magnets together, what happens is they repel. This disturbs the blood flow, the circulation, the digestion, and you just don't wake up feeling as refreshed. And over time, you know, it can create this dis-ease in the body. So we recommend, you know, that people can uh, have their headboards to the east or the west or the south, but not north, northwest, or northeast. Um, because it just definitely over time you're not going to get as deep a rest and it's going to affect your health. Wow, that's profound. I was just thinking about myself with regards to that. And, um, you know, I I like to move my furniture around or like to move my bed around, change my room around. It gets stagnant, I think. At least that's how I feel sometimes. And I noticed that when I had our bed facing to the west seemed to be, you know, now that I'm reflecting back, seem to sleep a lot better and things seem to flow. Um, I, I, it's really hard for me to put it in context of words right now, but just energetically things seem to flow better. And for the last few years, well, not that long, but for the last, I'm going to say year or so, the head, we changed the bedroom around and the head, head is facing to the north. And um, I'm a light sleeper to begin with. And I just noticed that not sleeping, you know, not sleeping as good as I normally do, seem to have a lot more things in the middle of the night. It could be just air or whatever that seems to wake me up. And, you know, my sleep is, it just doesn't seem to be as good a quality as it used to be. And you know how you age and people say, oh, well, when you age, hormone things kick in, you know, and stuff like that. But um, now that I'm listening to you, and this is like the second time I've heard about the northern head facing north and the polarity of positive, you know, the positive energy and all that. So now I'm going to pay attention. I think today my project is going to be to change that doggone bed 
<laughs> to yeah, I'm sure you're, a lot of your listeners are, are thinking the same thing. Now, I go in lots of bedrooms where it's not possible. Uh, the only direction that's possible is north, northeast, or northwest to have the headboard. And so then we ask people to do something a little strange. Just try sleeping on the other end of the bed, even though it's, you know, not you're not sleeping against your headboard for a couple of, of weeks and just see if you don't feel a little bit better. Right. And so that's something that they can try as well. There's a couple of interesting scientific facts about uh, that they've discovered. When people are buried with their heads to the north, they decompose more quickly than any other direction. So we definitely don't want that to happen while we're alive. No. <laughs> so... And then um, the other the other interesting thing is that you'll find that many cultures kind of prescribe their their uh, the people of that culture not to sleep with their head to the north. So that this is not a you know something new. It's been around for a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, those are a couple of really interesting things. And and also. Uh, Sleeping with your head to the north, uh, like you were just saying, you sleep more lightly. So so there are people like Edgar Casey who worked with people's dreams a lot and prescribed them to sleep with their head to the north so that they were waking up a lot at night and were able to read, uh, write down their dreams. But they're not sleeping very deeply, so they didn't wake up feeling refreshed at right. all. Yeah, so, that's, anyway. and that makes, that would make sense to me. I mean... Um, you know, it's it's subtle enough, but you know, I've heard I heard this a couple times recently, and I'm, I begin to think, well, gee, you know, when the bed was this way or that way, it just seemed to, it just seemed like I slept better. Of course, you know, I was younger, so it was like, hmm. And now I'm just like, you know, with the context of things, and then I look at my husband, and you know, some of the stuff, and I'm like, I think it's time that we change the bed around and like I said that's probably going to be something I'm going to do later this evening um, because I, I, I think as we all know sleep is very very important to us and that's the, that's the most precious time of when our body is completely able to restore and rejuvenate and regenerate things and so if you're not getting a good sleep due to the you know similar polarities that are not a, you know they're they're the same so they're not in sync with how your energetic alignment is, then that could be, you know, over time very detrimental to your health and wellness because you're not sleeping well, so you're always waking up tired and not and not refreshed. And so I I, I thank you for mentioning that in, in the tips because I think anybody out there listening can at least it plants a seed in their mind to begin to think, oh well maybe that's what's happening within me. Um, now why should one practice vatsu? Beyond the fact of, you know, getting, a, of course, you know, having your bed in the correct polarity alignment, but what what else would be so beneficial as to want someone to practice this and incorporate it in their other aspects of their home or their workplace? That's a great question. Uh, I think what what people are coming to realize and, and science and is telling us and doctors are telling us that the number really one cause of any health issues is stress. And whatever we can do to reduce stress in our lives um, makes a huge difference. And so we have some control over, you know, our bodies and our minds. You know, if we practice uh, yoga and uh, Ayurveda and meditation, you can really reduce the, the physical and mental stress. 
and, you know, also, you know, simple things that most people um, know about, like exercising, drinking lots of clean, fresh water and, and, and good eating a good food and, and getting good rest. All of those things help reduce stress. But our environment has a huge amount of stress. And as Robin was saying, we are our electromagnetic beings and we're living in this sea of electromagnetic activity which is increasing all the time from microwave towers and cell towers and, and everything's wireless nowadays even in our own home or apartment. And, and there's wires running through the floor and, and pipes every which way. All of these are carrying radiation which actually affects our, this electromagnetic being that we are. So whatever we can do to reduce stress in our environment helps. And Vastu is the science that really uh, teaches us how to reduce stress. Um, this is also related to many people are more familiar with feng shui, which has um, just been you know, around in the last few years uh, more of, as uh, something that people are more familiar with. And Vastu is actually the father of feng shui. Uh, Vastu is seven to 10,000 years old, as Robin was saying. And mm -hmm. feng shui is uh, something that was carried over the mountains uh, from India to China about two or 2,500 years ago. And so the goal of uh, Vastu and feng shui is very much the same, to keep energy moving in a space. Because whenever energy gets stuck, it creates stress. And I think many of your listeners are, have had experience of what happens when energy gets stuck in the body. You feel more tired, sluggish, or some pain in the body. You do some yoga or get a chiropractic adjustment or a massage, and, and the energy starts to move, in, move again. Some of you have maybe even gone to uh, acupuncturist. They're familiar with the energy flow in your body, the meridians, and mm -hmm. you, know, maybe you have some pain in your shoulder and they know it's connected to an acupuncture point somewhere else in the body. They place a needle there and that releases that stuck energy and you start to experience more energy and less pain. And Vastu is kind of the same. Your house or your office is a living, breathing organism just like your physical body. And we uh, utilize... Uh, certain things that we place in certain areas of the house or the office where energy is getting stuck to keep it moving. And because wherever energy gets stuck, it creates some kind of stress that affects some aspect of our life. Ayurveda, uh, uh, as you've probably been telling your listeners, has to do with balancing the five elements mm -hmm. in your body, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And Vastu takes that a step further to balance uh, those five elements in your environment. So we feel more comfortable, uh, more harmonious in our environment. There's less stress. Because when the five elements are out of balance, we experience more stress in our life. Yeah, which leads to dis-ease. Dis you know, this is a great time. I'm glad you brought up feng shui because can you, can you give uh, the listeners a more concrete difference between vastu and feng shui? You know, in the context of, you know, our space, so to speak, you know, I know feng shui deals with colors and I know Vastu being the, I want to say the grandfather of, you know, uh, environmental space, space energy. Can you just 
give the listeners, I don't want them to think that they're similar because they, you know, because feng shui originated from Vastu. Um, I mean, they are similar, but I want them to be able to understand the difference between the two because I don't want them to think that if they're practicing feng shui, they're also doing Vastu because I know there's a difference between the two, even though they may be similar. We have a lot of, through our institute, we Mm -hmm. train on certify a lot of people um, who uh, to become practitioners of Vastu and we have a lot of feng shui people who come through our institute because they get results but maybe not the kind of results that are specific and predictive and what we've noticed Vastu is very scientific um, feng shui there is like an intuitive school the black hat school mm, which mm-hmm. is about as you walk into a, a uh, environment based on how you walk in um, there are you know off to your left could be one thing off to your right could be another thing based on how you enter a house it's not directional right. I know there is a compass school of uh, feng shui I don't know a whole lot about that it is a little more scientific but as Mike had said um, as, it, as Vastu was taken over the mountains into China and adapted to the local cultural and climatic concerns of the area, there were sandstorms that came from uh, the north. So uh, the north and the east are really wonderful places to, if you were going to build a home, to enter a home based on Vastu because of the solar magnetic energy that comes from that area. But in China, they couldn't. So they like to enter from the south, which is not the highest option um, in in terms of the electromagnetics and the solar energy that's available. But it it had to be that way because of the sandstorms. So, uh, you know, there, there are very... There were changes in the the Vastu as it became feng shui, uh, and I think Mike probably has more he can he can offer uh, to say about all of that. Thank you, Robin. I have had some experience with feng shui and Vastu, and what I've found is the results from doing Vastu are much uh, quicker and more long lasting. Okay. Yeah. That's the main thing. I mean, they have uh, cures in in feng shui as well as vastu. They are different, and uh, the ones in vastu are uh, more subtle and more powerful, and that that's why they they people get quicker results. I like that, and that's perfect for my next question, which is. Will the person, okay, say they have you, I'm, I'm just, you know, creating a, situ- a scenario here, but say they have you, you come in and you look at their house and the way things are structured in the rooms and you give them, I'm not sure if this is the correct terminology, but you, you give them, say, a, a Vastu treatment with regards to their environment and where they're living. When will they notice the benefits or will they, will the benefits, the things that they notice be so subtle that they'll be like, mm, and they may not notice it for a while, or will they be something that is like, oh, hey, you know, like, for instance, I know we've all had this experience where we've walked into whatever, a building, a home, a library, whatever, and you notice different energy. I'm a Reiki practitioner, so it's like you notice, oh, this feels so good. I, you know, feels, I, you know, your body's in vibe with it. 
And then you go into other spaces and you're like, I'm not comfortable here. And you try to get out as quickly as you can. You don't know why. It just it, it doesn't feel good. The energy is stagnant. It feels it's like dead, stale air. And you want to get out of there as quickly as possible. But you don't really know why. You just know that you want to get out of there. With regards to a, you know, having you come in and do some vastu on the house or the environment, will the person notice the benefits right away? And what might be some of the things that they notice? The rest of this beautiful, informative, and wonderful conversation will continue in part two, airing next week. I invite you to join us next week as we continue the conversation. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.